Hello, this is Sophie Lawson from sophielawson.com and this is episode 219 of the Sophie Art Podcast, which is a little podcast I do about the art and things with me co-host little Dennis <laughs> and he's back once again and he's going to help us today because I'm caught this one I'm calling this one time at art class. So what I'm going to do on this one is I'm going to talk about the last sort of month it's actually about seven months, seven weeks, but the last sort of month or so of art class, talk about the things I've learned and stuff like that. So little Dennis is going to get us into this one. <laughs> little Kitty and Dennis have had their kitty kisses. I think they enjoyed that one. So what I've got for this is... I've actually got seven weeks worth of art class to talk about and I thought I'd start with the first week very briefly which was life drawing but I'll put a link and everything in the show notes at sophielawson.com where I I did a full episode about going back to art class and what I'm going to do is each month the first the first week of each month I'm actually going to talk about like the last month's worth of art class so this one I've actually got there's four life drawing sessions to talk about, one still life, one portrait session, which actually turned into a life drawing session, and also there's like a creative one where you were given a, a sort of a um, a subject and everybody had to come up with, with their own idea. So for this one, this the creative one for this this month was um, the, the Jubilee, the, the, what's it, the thingy-majig with the Queen thing is I don't really like the Queen <laughs> so that one is going to be very interesting to talk about but what I thought I'd do is if you're watching on YouTube at youtube.com slash Sophie Lawson you'll be able to see my ske- my the things I did my drawings and that but I started out with live drawing and it was actually a male model now what was so fascinating about this was I don't really normally draw males but I found myself really enjoying the. Ch- it was a challenge. There was a lot of similarities actually between the male and the female, like the body. But I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed drawing a male, which I didn't think I would. So this is going to come up later. I think it's. It's. I feel like what I'm learning is, it's actually really valuable to draw things that you maybe don't want to draw or that you think you don't want to draw because I I think you actually sometimes learn the most from that. So that was the first week. The first week was life drawing and I'm so glad it was because for me, I can say love drawing. Life drawing is love drawing. I love life drawing. It's just brilliant. I could do life drawing all day, every day, especially the quick ones. They're the most fun. But so the next one, which was the 4th of May. So this was actually a still life. Now, this is another example of where when I got in there and they they'd set the still, the still life up, I thought to myself, ah, oh, this is a bit boring. Because what it was, what, it, what they did was they had three jugs, a big, a big like green glass sort of canister sort of type thing, a like a, a creamy coloured vase as if it would have flowers in it and like a little brown glass almost like a whiskey bottle or something and this was just plumped on the table now when I first saw it I thought oh, I'm not going to enjoy this 
when I got into it, I, I loved it. What I especially loved about it was the trying to sort of capture the shadows and stuff. But what I really liked was all the shapes going on. So I, I had a newfound appreciation for like shapes doing this one. And it was especially like the shapes between like the handles and things. And also the shape the shapes like the negative space between the objects. I really enjoyed that. So I put quite a lot of time into the um the glass bottles and things, but then what happened what I did, which I I sort of regret a little bit, I we only had about five minutes left and I quickly sort of tried to put some colour into the um like the cloth that the glasses were on and I didn't have enough time so it looks a little bit rushed so I think really I would have preferred to have left that as pencils <laughs> but like you live and learn I suppose but that was one of those that was one of those moments where it was like ah oh. like I finished that session actually sort of really thinking to myself I'm so glad that I I'm so glad I done that and the other thing that was interesting was once I got started with it, it was like t- it was one of those when the time just sort of speeded up and like vanished. You lost track of time, basically. My favourite thing about it though is the um, was like capturing the reflective light and stuff. Because that's the thing, the the really good thing about these glass because each each jug had a different texture. It, you were seeing a lot of sort of like shadow shapes and. I just found it, I found it really cool. So that was a still life. The next week, which was the 11th of May, we actually had a model called Marina. She was a female, so we had, we've had, um, I think we've actually had three males and two females. So I'm liking this because in the old days, <laughs> back in the old days, it used to be like about 90, 90, 99% females so they've actually started to sort of bring in a nice balance of male and female models. Which at first, I would, if you had said that before the, the art classes started, I probably would have thought, ah, oh. but I'm really happy now. Because, again, last night we had a, another male model and his face was brilliant. He had like a real, like, chiselled face, like sort of like an action man or something. And again, it was just, it was fascinating to see how the shapes, the shadow shapes fell across his face because it's definitely different between the males and the females but what we did here was we had two short five minute poses so i got my little um my pencils out and well i love doing the, the quick sketches for me the that's when you capture the essence of it so what i've started doing now is when we go on to the long the long pose i've actually started doing a little quick sketch first because you, you get quite a lot of um on this one she had a little necklace on and i'll put it in because <laughs> i feel like the um the necklace is a sort of um well i say this quite a lot props have like a story to them so if you put like a little necklace on somehow it creates a story about this this little um character you've drawn the other thing is with the um quick with the little quick sketches, like the five-minute poses, they're a lot more dynamic because the model can... They've only got to sit there for five minutes. So you get more exciting poses as well. Like the way the legs are... Is, she's beautiful, this model is. 
Oh, I think this is the one that had loads of tattoos. So again, the quick poses. I was, I was. What I did at first was I was trying to capture like the essence of it, and then I was trying to capture the um. Have a look for the shadows and the lights and the shadows, lights and darks. <laughs> and then we moved into the um the full. This was it would have been about an hour and a half. Now the thing with this one was. The pose was very, like I say, static. So it was quite hard. It was quite hard for me to, because what what she was doing was she was lying down with, she was lying down with like one leg up in the air, creating like a triangle, but my view was side on. So it it was very hard for me to work out how long she was going to be on the piece of paper. So I ended up doing quite a lot of um, quick sketches. Just trying to capture, trying to work out the proportions of her. And the thing I was drawn to the most was her leg. She had she had one of her legs bent up like a like a triangle, but it was beautiful. I've, that's one of my favourite shapes in the female form, or is even the males have it as well. What happens is one side of the leg is like is straight, and the other side is curvy. Like the the side with the bum is curvy, and then the other side is straight. So I've always found that quite exciting. How you have like you have like straights with curvies, <laughs> and then th this was the final one. So she actually what I did with her was I captured her um her tattoos, and this is something I've started doing because I like it. It's cool. What I'll do is I'll I'll do the um. I'll do the life drawing in pencils and then at the, at the end I'll go over the um like the contour lines, the outside lines. I'll go over that with a fine liner. Cuz I, I like the look of it. And also this the fun bit was was putting her tattoos in. But you had to wait until the end. So what happened was while I was doing this one the whole time I was sort of thinking I can't wait to the end when I put these tattoos in <laughs> it, it reminds me of um portrait drawing realistic pencil drawings like the hair the hair is always always the last bit i do so and that's my favorite thing as well so like when, when i'm doing the portrait i'm very often thinking i can't wait to do the air so that was here as well now i didn't do a face and this is something i've become aware of is i'm actually i would say i am scared to do faces because what happens is every time I try to do a face at life drawing class very often it will just it won't look very good and I feel like it actually it takes away from the whole thing so for me for life drawing I'm more interested in the actual overall feeling of the pose not the face but what's interesting is I think the next one we did was actually um yeah, the next one was portrait. So on the 18th of May, we did portrait drawing. Now what what, what I did here was, I actually, I decided to not do portraits and instead I turned it into a, a clothed life drawing. Now I was listening to SVS Learn last week and they were actually, on, they were talking about how they think going to life drawing class isn't that important. Because what they were saying was, well, they were saying it's more important to 
So, well, what they did was they they created a life drawing class where they had they had the models wearing clothes. So they would they would draw the model with the clothes on, and then they would like concentrate on the f- the fabric, see how the fabric is folding around the model's body, and then they would actually turn that into characters. So they had like a they had like a focus to their life drawing, which was they were trying to they were they were studying the fe- the female and the ma- the male form of clothes on, so that they could actually turn it into characters. But they said if you're just going to life drawing and all you're doing is life drawing, they don't think it they they didn't think it was that important. But for me personally, I love it. But I, I can see what they're saying in that it it probably is better to have a like a goal in mind, which is what I've started doing. Because what I've started doing now is I'm starting to... Let's say I'm looking at the pose and I'm struggling with like the foot or something. What I've started doing now is I've actually started drawing, focusing on just the foot to try and sort of get an understanding of the foot. And last night I also started drawing little faces. <laughs> but this one... So what I did here was I... The model was posing for the portrait... But I just got the whole the whole body and then I did a little little sketch with like watercolours. Now I think this is the one when I turned it I'm not sure. I one of them I turned into like a little um a little Sophie. I think it was it was it this one? No, it wasn't. It must have been the next one. So what I did was I did I did one of these with her clothes on with watercolour. And she actually the, the model when she walked around during the um during the break she actually said she liked the um the colour combination. She liked the way I'd picked those colours. This <laughs> is quite cool. Now the next one, what what I did was I did it again but with um with pencils and I did actually push myself out of my comfort zone by trying to do the face. Which is quite scary, but I'm actually quite pleased with the way it turned out. Because I, I sort of managed to capture her and it, I feel like the, f- the face I did, it doesn't distract from the pose either. So that's quite nice. Also, when I was doing, I love doing, I love doing, um, I feel like they should do more life drawing with clothes on. Because it is true that when they've got clothes on, you can really see like, um, you, I find it interesting how the clothes react and fold around and it's almost like the clothes are like they become like a character in themselves. So I was like focusing on all the um the ziggies the ziggy zags and all the little folds. Like I said, I find it I find it cool. So I actually think I wouldn't mind it if more if they did more po more clothed life drawing sessions. I think that'd be quite cool. But I really enjoyed that one. And then the next week, this was interesting, 25th of May, we, I think what happened was, somebody was supposed to turn up, but they didn't turn up. So what happened was, one of the blokes who runs the art class, he actually got, he brought his son in to pose. So his son was sitting posing, and he did one long two-hour pose. So what I did was, I did a load of little quick ones. Now, what was brilliant about this was, when you walked around and saw everybody's drawings during the break, it was it was amazing how you could everyone had sort of really captured this this 
because he he wasn't a boy, he wasn't a man. He was in that he was in that in between state, and it was amazing how everyone was capturing his sort of youthfulness. I feel like this one had some of the most sort of um, beautiful drawings. They were all sort of very um, gentle. So again, I feel like what happens is when you're drawing people, you are you are actually somehow you're sort of bringing you're bringing like the essence of the person into the into the drawing. It's beautiful. What I liked about this guy was he, his hair. He had this hair. You know, like the young people, they've got this hair where it's just like it's like cool. It's like one big sort of shape. Like folded over, folded over. Well, what happened was, I got this idea of turning him into like a little character. <laughs> so later on, I turn him into a character. But I think for me, his his hair, the shape of his hair was the best bit. I thought it was cool. So I did one with um, I did one with me Stratlamar's magic pencil, like playing around. I did another quick sketch with some of my brush pens. Again, I loved his hair. And I like doing his trainers and stuff as well. And then I did another one, which which was he had. I did it with pencils. So my favourite thing to draw was his trainers, because I like the shape of them. Again, I love drawing the um, fabric. His hair was so cool, but the one I drew of him with his in pencils, I feel like he looks a bit like a sort of um, persona. He looks like a character that could be in a video game to me. So what and it, what happened was I thought to myself he's got a bit of a big head. <laughs> I don't know if that was my drawing or something, but I got this I got this idea to actually focus on trying to t- turn him into like a character. So what I did I did one close up on his head, and then I did another one where I I basically tried to turn him into like a little Sophie, somebody who would exist in little Sophie's world. And again, this was cool as well, because what, what I did was I sort of squished him up. So I was keeping him the same, but sort of turned him into a character. And again, what I loved was I was trying to simplify him. So he, his hair, whereas whereas when I drew him realistically, his hair was probably about three or four sections. When I drew him as a character, his hair became one big shape. It's almost like he had like a... A massive skittle, or like a massive chocolate M and M stuck on his head. So I thought it was cool. I really enjoyed that one as well. And then again, what I did was I, I, I focused. I did a few little um, quick sketches, really, focusing on the bits I liked. So I liked his hair. So I did a little quick sketch of his hair. I loved the fabric folds on his arm. They were making some really interesting shapes. So I did a little sketch of that. I loved the way he had his hands as well. So again, I did that. The thing was, I was struggling with that because I couldn't get the sh- I couldn't get the sizes right on his fingers. No matter how many times I did it, it just it never. It's very hard for me to draw fingers. And then I did his foot, his um, trainer again because I like the shape of his trainer. <laughs> so once again, I I love. These shapes of, um, I love the way clothing creates these little shapes all over the place. Now this one was interesting. So this one was a, it was like a, 
it was sort of like a little art challenge competition type thing. So what happened was, we got an email saying, this week's challenge is you've got to draw something related to the Queen's Jubilee. Now my first thought was, boring, because <laughs> I don't like... I don't like the Queen. It's not that I don't like the Queen. It's that, for me, I don't understand why the Queen should be anything special. Because she's just a human, like all of us. So, but I'm not going to be horrible about it. But I did think, oh, I don't know what to draw here. So the best thing about this was, this was the one where I had to really think. And so I thought, right, at the moment, everything I could think of, I wasn't going to enjoy. Because I was thinking of like drawing the Queen, or stuff like that, and I just thought everything I I thought of, I thought it'd be a bit boring. So I thought, what do I love drawing? I love I love drawing animals and flowers. So what I did was I found a corgi, because that's like the Queen's the Queen's dogs. So I got I got a corgi, and I got some red, white, and blue flowers, because I thought that was like the um the colours of the the British flag. I also so what I did was I actually got a bunch of reference images and I sort of stuck them all together. So I found a reference image of a corgi, I found a a little bandana and a a crown and I found some flowers. And what I did was I put I put the um a Union Jack bandana on the dog. I put a a crown on the dog's head and then in the corners, I put I put some of these flowers. So it's nothing special, but I like the fact that it's quite minimalism, minimalistic. And I actually really enjoyed this one. So what I like about this is, it shows that you can actually, you can actually find fun in things that you maybe won't enjoy. In other words, the subject matter. I really do think the subject matter is important because if you're not if you're not enjoying what you're drawing, it will show. So what I'm thinking is, even if you've got a subject matter which you don't really like, I feel like there is a way to actually turn it into something that you can enjoy. So for me, this what this week here was actually the most interesting because what happened was when we went into the art class. There was only five of us there. <laughs> there was only five artists there. And what happened was, well, what I think happened is nobody wanted, nobody, nobody had any interest in drawing or painting stuff from the the Jubilee, because I think a lot of people probably thought it'd be a bit boring. So I think what they should have done was they should have thought to themselves, how can I make this fun? So I feel like they missed out there, because I had I had a lot of fun with this one. So what I did was I did a t the corgi with like sort of um, scribbly inks and then I put some watercolours on it. Now I was very mindful in this one to make sure I I kept the watercolours very light and also allowed them time to dry. Now there was one part on the crown where I actually I rushed it a little bit and what happened was the um, one of the jewels on the crown it sort of bled into the into the thing i like that though because that's to me that's like a constant reminder to be more patient with watercolors <laughs> and i did the flowers as well and then what i did it 
after that was I, I focused more on the flowers by using my brush pens. Now what I liked about this was it was it was interesting for me to see how the brush pens you can build up the colours, creating like um, shadows and things. So I enjoyed that. And then the good thing about that is it was actually a competition to see who would oh I've got a really good image as well. I'll try and put it in if you there's one of the artists they drew this they painted this beautiful it was beautiful it was it was like um a scene of like the the queen's guards or something on horses coming down here and you had like loads of flat british flags and it was just it was one of those things where which was beautiful like it had a lot of motion in it so that what that also did to me was i thought well this is interesting because i'm not really interested in the queen i'm not really interested in like the British flags and all that stuff. But this painting actually speaks to me. So I feel like what happened was there must have been like some sort of um emotion inside of the painting which was which was actually somehow connecting with me. Like almost through it almost like you were seeing through the subject matter and feeling the painting. Which I thought I liked that. But the other thing was, it was a competition, but because only five of us were there, it, well, because you could have won a box of chocolates, <laughs> so what happened was, in the end, at the end, we all got to share the chocolates, which was nice. So, th- I, again, another nice thing about that is, it was like, it was like it was sort of um, a friendly competition, but there was a little bit inside of me that really wanted to win, <laughs> So I couldn't, I can't help that, but it was nice, it was. And then last night we did, um, we had another life drawing class with a male. Now this one here, he was brilliant. He had a, he he looked like an action man. That's the best way to say it. He looked like an action man. And he had really nice hair as well. So we did some, we did two quick poses. What I liked about the quick poses was... Again, it was it was the way they are very dynamic shapes and poses. But I instantly realised that this guy's got a beautiful face because he had a very sort of a very like he like a, he had like an action man face, and he had a beard, and his hair was like um like it was like curled up. He he looked like a like a movie star. He did, and he had a big body as well. So he was very cool. So the first thing, ah, oh, this was interesting. So this one here, he was lying down on a on a mattress, but and he had his foot right up in front of him. But the foreshortening was so everybody was struggling with this. When I went round at the end, looking at everyone's paintings and drawings, everyone was saying they've made the leg too long. And one of them even wrote on the. He had he done his drawing and he wrote on the side of it half the size. In other words, the size that he had drawn, he's one of the legs, was actually twice as big as it should have been. <laughs> and that's the thing, the foreshortening is so weird because your mind it's like the mind what happens is you're you you're you're not drawing what you're seeing. The mind is getting involved and it and it's saying, Right, this is a leg. Legs are long. So even though what you're looking at 
it's a foreshortened leg, so it's very short. What happens is the mind, it, if, if the mind gets involved, it will start making that leg longer. So this stuff like that really shows you how like the mind is is actually controlling a lot of things subconsciously. This is why it would be best to draw them upside down. But you can't you can't turn a model upside down. But I'm at, there must be a way actually to get like mirrors. Maybe you could get a mirror, two mirrors, and sort of somehow view view the model upside down or something. Because then the the the, um, the thing the mind won't get involved. The best thing about this for me was the was his foot. He had you can see the bottom of his foot and all these little toes. So I was I was actually interested in like how the the toes were the toes looked like little um, snails or something. It was cool. It was yeah. His toes his toes looked like little sort of. I don't know, it's all like you felt like you wanted to tickle him or something. <laughs> it's quite weird. And then his other foot, I really struggled with his other foot because you could only see three toes. But again, my mind was trying to make it, my mind was trying to make the foot the size of, as if it's got five toes. So I, I spent probably about 10 minutes trying to do that, erasing it and stuff. Now what I did was, when it got to half time and we were walking around, I realised that once again I had I'd been too scared to do his face. So I said to myself, right, when I sit down, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna focus on just drawing his face, even if it's rubbish. Cause that's the thing, they all say you, you've got to basically get through like thousands of thousands of crap drawings <laughs> until you get to the good ones. But it's very hard to Especially at life drawing, it's very hard to be there drawing faces or something and and knowing that they're not very good. But there is a sort of um, you do get a bit. I do find that once I get once I allow myself to do it, it's it's a lot easier. So again, I feel like it's the mind thing. So what I did was I did a page of faces. Now. I was in love with the the shadows on his face because the lighting, as the night went on, the lighting was getting more and more dramatic and it was really showing the shape of his face. It was brilliant. But what's interesting to me is I did I did five little faces and they all look completely different. So that shows that I'm not very good at... at um, drawing these faces at the minute because really they should all look the same but I just for me I don't I find it really hard I find it hard to sort of get the um, the proportions of the face right now so what happened for me was because what was happening was the, the lighting was getting so amazing I, I was noticing that his whole body was was getting like um was just getting these amazing shapes forming over his, like his form, and it, like especially underneath his chin, there was like this um, it was like a zigzaggy shape going on underneath his chin. So I I started thinking to myself, what I'm gonna do is, I get me um, I get one of my black felt tip pens out, and I'm actually gonna just draw him, 
I'm going to just draw the actual shadow shapes. So I did his foot, I did his whole, bo his whole body, and then I did some more of his face. But what I did as well was I said to myself, let's see what he, what would he look like if I said to myself, I'm only going to draw, I'm going to try and draw everything as one line. <laughs> but this was interesting. So in, in other words, instead of, instead of drawing like his leg as like, a couple of lines like it would be I thought I thought I'm gonna draw it as one line so he, he became very boxy but the the interesting thing is you can still sort of um you can still sort of see him in it which is interesting but I think what this highlights to me is just how how sort of different art classes each week has been completely different so you've got like the difference, you've got different models, you've got different genders of the models, you've got different things that you're drawing, models, vases, things from your imagination. I'm also using different mediums. I'm really forcing myself to use different art tools because in the old days, I, I spent most of my time with pencils. And I just I thought to myself, like watercolors. I haven't done I haven't done much watercolors in my in my life so far, and it's I love the the effect of watercolors because I, I feel like it's got a nice gentleness to it. And also, I feel like watercolors is the is the best the best one for sort of having a relationship with the paint because what's happening is you're putting the paint down, and you're sort of controlling where the paint goes. But the paint decides where it's gonna where it's gonna end up. <laughs> so so it's almost like you and the paint are working together with watercolours. Whereas with um with like acrylics and and oils, because they're thicker, it still does it. But I just find watercolours the watercolours is the most random, which is 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 the most. I feel like it it might be the most challenging. But I reckon if you can master that, you're gonna it'll be beautiful. Now there's some artists who have got. There's an artist called Steve Hanks. Or Steve Hank. He's on my um, inspirational artists. You should see what he's doing with watercolors. He can actually create realistic. He's, he's, you look at them and they look like photos, but they're watercolors. Now I, I don't know how anyone can do that. Unfortunately, Steve has actually died. So and I don't know if he ever released any videos or nothing. So the thing is, we may never actually get to see his process, which is a real shame. But I'm I'm loving it, art class at the minute. I'm loving the fact that we we're getting all this different different diversity and stuff. Now the other thing is, there's two parts to art class for me. One part is the drawing bit of it. The other part is the um, the social sort of like the social. I would say social anxiety. Actually, what was my favourite? My favourite one is probably that, that girl with the um, the tattoos. Only because I just think she she was like she was like one of these. You know, you meet some people and they you, when you look at them, you think, oh, I could imagine you in like a comic book or something, or in a, they're like a character. So the actual person is like a character. So I, I liked that's what I liked about her. 
But the other thing about art class is the social side of it as well. So I feel like I'm getting better at that. But I still have these moments where I'll get a bit anxious. <laughs> so, so the f- one thing is I'm I'm starting to talk to people a lot more. And I'm also getting a lot better at talking to people in front of other people. Now that was something I'd always... Because it's, 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 it's a lot easier for me to talk to one person one-to-one. But if if I'm talking to somebody and there's a group of people... I, I, in the old days, I would have got a lot anxious about that. What I've started doing is, I've started just focusing on what the person's saying. So again, a bit like a mind thing. The mind would make me start thinking, people are listening to you. People are... It, or it would say, are people looking at me or something? What I do now is I just listen to what the person's saying. Almost as if, instead of putting my attention on the mind, trying to sort of distract me I'm just focusing on the conversation so that's nice what else is it oh there's a few moments of sort of um like last night I've noticed one of the things I struggle with is saying bye so when it's time to go if I've got my bag packed and everything I find it I find it a bit hard for some reason to just say bye so I think what it is is actually a fear... I think it goes back to that fear of rejection thing. So I feel like, well, if I say bye and nobody says anything... So again, what I've got to do is I've got to say... It doesn't matter if anyone says bye to me. All I've got to do is say bye to everyone else. So as long as I say bye, that's what it matters. But like sometimes... Well, what I've, what I've been doing is I've been going around to every person in the room saying bye individually... But I would much prefer if I could just say out loud, bye. Because <laughs> like some people do that. S- some people just, you see them sort of quietly sneak off. And so I I do feel like maybe I'm just thinking about it too much. Maybe there is nothing wrong with just packing your bags, getting up and going. Again, maybe it's, I do think a lot of it is mental stuff. But I'm getting a lot better at being aware of what's happening here. Which I'm I'm enjoying that, so that that's basically it really, and that's one of the main things I love about art class. Is it's it's like a um, it's like a beautiful way to sort of improve your drawing and improve your social skills, which is nice. And the other thing that's fun is, next month in July, we actually start up our um, what's it called, like um plan air sketching or painting like when you go outside painting so what happens is the art class every saturday every saturday morning for about 10 weeks we'll go to different locations around plymouth painting like the trees and things so i love this so what it means is it's going to be more art again so it's going to be nice it is so you're going to have each week you'll have you'll have art class inside and then you'll have you'll have your sketching outside as well so that's going to be nice and again what's beautiful about art is it's it's a it's really nice at helping you with other things so art class helps you with social skills sketching outside you you're improving your art skills 
you're improving your social skills because you're with other people, other artists, but you're also, you're getting out in nature, which is, that's always healing. So it's almost like, it's almost like art is just really cool at making it, for me, art is like the best form of healing. I just find it, I I think it's beautiful. (laughs) So that's it for this one. I hope you enjoyed that. Doing little Dennis has said it's game over. I'm going to do these each week. Oh, and there's another thing as well. I'm actually, I've got, I've got in my head a structure for this podcast. So this is what it is at the minute. First week will be talking about art class. Then I'm going to have one, one week a month will be an article, and I'm actually going to finish this art fundamentals theory and practice article hopefully that's going to be next week and then i also want a walk and talk and an interview with a guest which is going to be cool so what i'm I'm thinking is these walk and talks what i'd really like to do is actually answer questions so if you've got any questions it could be anything it could be questions about spiritual things it could be questions about art things it could be questions about personal stuff. Absolutely anything. If you send me send me questions, what I do is what I do what I'm doing is walk and talks. I'll walk around like nature because we've got we've got a nice summer coming up now. And while I'm doing that, I'll answer questions. So I I think that'd be cool. So if you're interested in that. That'll be that. All that's left is this week's inspirational quote. <laughs> now this one is quite it's quite funny, this one. So the quote isn't gonna make much sense on its own unless I explain it. Once I explain it, I think it will actually it's it's quite a powerful little quote really. So the quote is challenge too great question mark. Now this is actually from one of the artists at the art class who runs the art class called Mike Batley. So what happened was, because only five people turned up to the art cl- to the to that week of the jubilee, it is true that it was quite a challenging one because you had the challenge of what am I going to draw, and then you also had the challenge of coming up with the idea creatively, and then you also had the the, the challenge of actually bringing your imagination to life so challenge too great what that says to me is a lot of people when a challenge if the challenge is too much they won't turn up which i think is a weakness but see the thing is i because there was a little part of me that thought should i not go to this one but and that the part of that was is it going to be a bit too hard for me? So I feel like challenge too great is almost like saying, well, there's an advert. There was an advert in the old days, Pepper Army advert, <laughs> and it, it used to go, what's the matter? Too spicy for you? So I imagine this quote said in that voice, challenge too great for you? In other words, you know, in other words, don't be afraid of the challenge. That's what, that's what the um, essence of this quote is. Yeah, so if there's ever something that 
if there's ever like something which you think oh that's going to be a bit hard and you're going to not do it try to like I think try to remember I'm going to try and remember this challenge too great because the thing about it for me is I ended up with one of my favourite weeks I like I created one of my favourite one of my favourite things so far so it's almost like by embracing the challenge I sort of got rewarded so this week's inspirational quote challenge too great Mike Batley sessions I would, I would have uh, tw- I'd always eat Cadbury's 12s now what, what I'd do is I'd actually have I would end up eating Cadbury's 12 every single day so it did get a bit out of hand but what happened is Cadbury's 12 is my favourite is my favourite chocolate so I don't eat them much anymore but I was at work today cleaning <laughs> cleaning and actually they'd created a new Cadbury's 12 of caramel flavour. So what I'm going to do on this is, I thought as a little Brucey bonus, I'm going to eat. I'm going to eat a bit. Oh, you can smell it. Can you smell? Watch this. It really smells of caramel. It tastes like a normal twelve, which is still amazing. There's something about the twelve. I don't know what it is, but well, for me, one of the best chocolates is the flake, Cadbury's flake. But the beautiful thing about the twelve is you're getting a Cadbury's flake encased in chocolate, so it's a lot more practical to eat. Because the thing with flakes is they make a white mess. Whereas with twelves, well that one's gonna make a mess. But I do like them. 